Hey everyone, this is Josh from Solopreneur Grind for episode 56 of the Solopreneur Grind podcast. I'm here with Josh and Chell, co-hosts of the Unstuck Institute podcast. Josh, great name. Chell, it's great to have you both on. Really appreciate you taking the time tonight. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks, Josh. Awesome. So can you, one of you, let, let us know a little bit more about the Unstuck podcast? What is it? What's it about? And, and then we'll get into a little bit more about how the two of you decided to get going uh, on it. Hit it, Josh. All right, sure. Um, so yeah, uh, Chell and I uh, are both solopreneurs and we, we have our own businesses, uh, separate businesses, and we uh, met and became friends along the way. And started talking about, you know, a lot of what we, what we see in the podcast space, um, the exception of your podcast, obviously, um, and a lot of the nonfiction books we're reading, et cetera, had to do with, um, how to, how to get venture funding and grow a giant business and how to hire your first 500 people and et cetera, et cetera. And, um, that's not a, where we're at, uh, be necessarily where we want to go uh, in our own businesses. So we started talking about, um, well, we had a, we had a mastermind group. We still do. And we were realizing that a lot of people wanted to pick our brains about just starting out, getting from day job to, to working for themselves, either part-time, full-time, somehow working for themselves. And and so we wanted to try and fill that gap because people were already coming to us anyway. And so we started the, the Unstuck Institute to try and get people from, from that first step. Like if they, if they want to continue on and, and hire their first 500 people, great. But how do you get from that first step from, from day job to working for yourself? And that's, that's where the idea came from. And that's when we decided, why don't we start a, a podcast? We can, why don't we start a podcast and we can uh, talk about the things we know. We can have a good excuse to hang out and talk about things we know and researched and we have an opportunity to talk to new interesting people much like you do on yours. Right. And, and that's part of why when you did reach out, there was just such so much overlap, right? There's, we have a lot of the same kind of core beliefs and purposes for starting our brands Chell, can you, can you talk about at that point where you were in your solopreneur journey and then, you know, a little bit from your perspective, what, what got you excited about starting the show? Definitely. So that was probably two and a half years into where I'm at in my business right now. So Josh approached me about that earlier this year and we kind of had the summer to push through and we launched officially in September of, of 2019. So I think having moved my business um, to two states at that point, and now I'm on to my third um, just because of my husband's job. So we move around every two years. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's given me some different perspective to see it on. So in that sense, I can lend different perspective within our podcast. Um, but exactly what Josh said, I think having, having gone through it, um, having to restart a couple of different times, it allows you to, um, I guess, shed new light, but also kind of reinvent yourself or have the opportunity to reinvent yourself 
um, right. every and time. Could, could you tell us what exactly it is you do for your business? And, and one of the main reasons I'm curious is because every time you moved, was it like a hard reset in the sense that you lost all of those previous customers? To some extent. So I, I'm kind of in a transition again with the business. Um, initially started with personal chefing and uh, dietitian consultations. So blending those two worlds of nutrition and culinary. And the first two times, yeah, I did lose 99.9% of my wow. clients because the business moves where I am. So this past time, I actually went virtual with what I'm teaching my clients. So rather than having to do it in their homes, hands-on, I have a, an online course that I can move with and make it a little bit easier, not just on them, but on me as well. So. Awesome. Yeah, no, and, and a clear sign of, of learning and adapting, which is very cool. Josh, what is it that, you're, that you have been doing or still are doing in your business and what stuck out from your aunt? Well, a few things stuck out, but another overlap that you and I and, and maybe Chell as well. Had. Well, yeah, because the, the two of you met in a mastermind group. That's something that I am also a part of on my end. The the overlaps are just endless here. But how did the two of you end up in that mastermind group as well? So uh, I met Chell originally actually just uh, as a client. I purchased her services. I wanted to, oh, cool. I wanted to learn how to uh, cook healthy things you know i didn't want to just be told yeah. you should eat less pizza i wanted like substitute pizza with this tasty thing that's also nutritious right. and just i was just googling around and luck of the draw ran into celestina in her two years here in uh, new mexico um and so i worked with her for a bit as a client and then uh, she invited me to a networking group that we were both a part of i i joined um and then, you know, the networking group, it's great to be surrounded by like-minded people, uh, for sure. But we were also just there for the businesses. Uh, uh, for, we were just there for the business of getting referrals and giving referrals, uh, not necessarily talking about the ins and outs of growing your own business. And so, uh, Chell and I developed a friendship and we just thought we should develop a, a mastermind where we can talk more about the business. So that's, that's something the two of us started and we got a couple other people involved um, to meet with us monthly and, and talk about things. And uh, my, my business is I'm a computer repair guy, IT technician for small businesses and individuals in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, so I'm niched down by location, uh, but I don't move every two years. So my, <laughs> my client base keeps growing. It's great. <laughs> yeah. That, that's uh, very, very cool. How did the two of you, I'm, I'm curious because I did something similar in the sense that about a little over a year ago, I started a mastermind with similar to you two, like like-minded friends of my own I had met in Toronto. How do you structure yours? Like how often are you meeting? And then when you do meet, how do you run those sessions? So that's kind of changed as I think we've been doing it for about a year and a half. So it's kind of changed as time has gone on. We've seen what works and what hasn't worked. Um, but I think we take about 15 minutes per person. We have four people in it. So it's about an hour. Um, we let each person kind of vent, tell as much as they want um, about their last month. So we kind of focus on the wins for the month. 
some struggles that they may be having, um, allow them to ask questions, and then we wait until they're done kind of explaining all of that. And then uh, we can give some input so that the other three people can give input to the person who's speaking. And that's kind of where it's become, or that's kind of what it's become thus far. And it seems to be working like that. I think we've tried a couple of other things in the past. I, I feel like you guys are like long lost siblings because so much of what we do is, is similar. That's, that's like basically exactly <laughs> how we, how we run ours, uh, which I, I guess over the, over the months too, you kind of navigate to what works and that seems to be something that works for a lot of people. Um, I, I want to go back to, something that Josh mentioned in one of his answers, which was that he was looking for help online and, and stumbled upon Chell. Josh, I'm interested to know where you found her. And then Chell, I'm interested to know what were you doing in order to be found, right? Because that's such an important part of business, no matter what industry, you know, whether your service product, you know, if you can be found easily online, you're going to make your life a lot easier if you're not moving every two years and, and you're offline based. But uh, really interested to know, uh, Josh, how did you find her? And Chell, what do you think it was that allowed you to be found? Yeah, so I, I straight up did a Google search for dietitian and I didn't know what I wanted until the results came back uh, from that search because I had, uh, you know, Chell was in the top uh, four or five results for dietitian Albuquerque. Um, and the others were like about what I thought I wanted, what I was expecting to hear. You know, you can, um, we'll give you a plan to blah, 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 eat healthier. Um, and I got onto Chell's website and it's, it was a uh, dietitian and chef. And I was like, oh, a dietitian will tell me how to eat better, but a chef will make it taste good. And that's when I went like, I think, I want her. So I, I reached out to her. She told me a bit about her program, which involved uh, cooking lessons and et cetera. Um, and I was like, oh, and I'll be able to make my own things that taste good that will also be better for me than eating out every day. So um, so it was kind of one of those things where I, I knew the the vague thing of, of what I was looking for, but it wasn't until I uh, saw her website that I was like, Oh, this is this is really what I wanted. So that was like her unfair competitive advantage in the marketplace, right? And, and so, Chell, how do, how do you get to the top five of Google? I guess is is uh, Albuquerque what I'm was super, yeah. So Albuquerque was a super small market. So mm -hmm. I I've learned in every state that I've moved to to hit the ground running like real quick. Um, so updating every online resource. So Yelp. Um, I can't remember what else I was on, but there was a bunch of different ones that I, um, that I updated. So I do that immediately every time I move. Um, but what's interesting is that I actually didn't have anyone doing my SEO at my site at that point. So mm -hmm. that was a, a website built by me in WordPress, super basic. So I'm happy you found me, Josh, but I, <laughs> <laughs> I honestly don't know how. Um, but yeah, honestly, if you can, if you can spend money for SEO, I've seen the value in it. This summer I had my website redone by a professional and she completely revamped the SEO of my site. And I had probably 10, uh, 10 clients on a wait list to work with me. So wow. 
yeah. So if you can do that, I think it's worthwhile. Um, but I didn't do anything special um, mm -hmm. when I was in Albuquerque, but do make sure that the back end of like Yelp or whatever is going back to your website is as up to date as possible, especially if you're moving your business every two years. I will say on that note, um, I've been noticing in my own business that just this year I started taking Google reviews seriously. And um, I went from having, you know, two reviews to like 40 five-star reviews because I just started asking the clients who clearly like me to review me, please. And they do. Um, and since I hit like the 2025 mark, I've, I now have like one or two clients walk into my store a week um, claiming to have just searched me on Google and found the results. And I don't, I don't have an SEO plan by any means except to push reviews. So that seems to be working. Yeah, no, I, I can, I can vouch for that. I do notary services on the side uh, of, of my practice uh, out of my apartment and the company that I do it for, cause I was just kind of too lazy to do it myself. They manage the Google, my business and, and all of that and, and help us get reviews and stuff. And they're so helpful. Almost every client that comes mentions the fact that, you know, they found the location online. It was so easy and, and the reviews were great. So the other thing is all those reviews, you, you have to imagine that if you're using Google more and getting reviews on Google, that Google will want to help you in their own algorithm is, is what right. I would think. Um, Okay, so, so let's let's switch it up a little bit and go back to the podcast. So the two of you are, are you're moving along your solopreneur journey. You, uh, Josh, find Chell's website. You love her stuff, you, you know, and, and then Chell, you bring Josh into this networking event and the two of you decide to start this podcast. What were your, and, and we can go in either order here, what were your expectations or maybe fears uh, before you started the podcast or like kind of what was going on in your head? Um, for me, I think I, I had the idea of having a podcast and, and maybe a, an online course or something, something like a teacher. I wanted to teach. I wanted to um, give a, uh, you know, give the knowledge I've acquired back to the people who are interested in it. Um, and so that's where the idea sparked from. And um, so when I approached Chell about this idea, I was like, I don't know, maybe it's this, maybe it's that, but I I think it would be best if I didn't do it alone. And, you know, I told Chell, I was like, why was that? I think, um, I think it's, well, it's so multifaceted. It's a great question. <laughs> um, there's a bunch of things that just fluttered through my mind. Uh, so, okay. So one, uh, I'm already a solopreneur and I know how tough that can be. So I right. thought having a, a partner to keep me accountable and moving things forward would be a great thing. Um, two, I thought it would be really great to have multiple points of view because it wasn't necessarily at the beginning thinking we would interview people uh, like you do. Um, we thought, uh, we would just be teaching somehow. And I thought it'd be great to have another point of view. It'd be great to have a woman's point of view. And, uh, and Chell has a, a dynamic personality. Um, that's a nice way of saying it. Thank you. <laughs> She's loud and interesting. <laughs> um, and, uh, and I thought that would be a, a great thing too. And then we're both, uh, 
we're both millennials and we thought, you know, the space in general is um, overwhelmingly, uh, you know, Gen X and, and boomers, really, if you're going to go by generation titles. Um, and so we thought we wanted to try and bring a younger point of view uh, as well. And so that's why, for all those reasons, I was like, chill, I think, I think you and I should partner on something like this. And I didn't really know exactly what it was going to be. And it very quickly turned into a podcast. And it also more quickly than I expected turned into a podcast. Cause I was like, I approached her and said, you know, I got a lot of things going on right now, but I want to do this eventually. Um, and wouldn't it be great? And maybe in like a year or so, and like in, what was it, Chell? Like three, four months, we like launched our first, months. yeah, we launched our first episode. <laughs> which, which I guess goes back to that account, accountability part, right? Because when, especially Absolutely. when you're alone, it can, it can be very easy to get too busy, whether you actually are or you're just kind of putting it off. So to have someone else that's motivated, motivated and excited by, uh, by the same thing usually helps propel everything forward. Uh, Chell, what was your reaction when Josh suggested the idea to you? What were you thinking at that point? So we had we had had our mastermind for again about a year at that point. So we've been asked all of these questions, and it seemed as though people were coming to us for business related issues. So I, I was right on board, in all honesty, about the podcast thing. Not so much, just because. I mean, it can be scary, right? Just people hearing your voice, not necessarily seeing your face. I've learned that it's not scary, but um, mm -hmm. yeah. So I'm totally on board and we have the exact same goal to help other people just take that next step. So it, right. it all aligns. And so you guys agree to start the podcast. Was it difficult? What what did you do? I guess let's get more into the strategy and tactic part of it, which is, I mean, part of what I try to preach on this podcast is it's not hard to start a podcast, right? There's a lot of them out there and it's competitive. Don't get me wrong. But if you like the medium and you have a lot to say and you think it could be a good use of your time, it, it's not that difficult to start. Interested to hear uh, what your two experiences were getting yours up and running. Yeah, so to me, um, I'm also a musician, a recording musician, and so I had like all the equipment I needed <laughs> already. Mm -hmm. um, so that, and and enough of the technical know-how. Um, so none of that was was daunting, as it it may daunt others uh, people I know who have said like, oh, I want to start a podcast. I don't know. Then I have to like invest in a mic and I don't know what to get and how to make it sound good, and professional and uh, et cetera, et cetera. And so I, I knew I had that part. So that part wasn't holding me back, whereas I see it hold back other people. So the only question was like, what's the technical of like, where do you upload the file? Mm -hmm. And, and uh, how does that translate into uh, Apple podcasts and overcast and all these things. Um, and that luckily for me, it, it's a, a quick Google search away. That's um, mm -hmm. easy enough. Uh, but even easier, I have a friend who just launched a podcast about a year, uh, before us. And I just asked her, I was like, what, what do you use? <laughs> and she told me her whole process. Um, and the only difference was that she's a PC and I'm a Mac. And so I just translated a couple things and boom. <laughs> right. What, what do you guys use? I'm curious. 
Uh, so we use um, uh, Logic on the Mac to, to do the editing. And then we upload to a website called Pinecast that does the hosting. Okay, interesting. Yeah. What do you use? I use uh, Audacity to edit. Uh, I use the the definition of edit very lightly, by the way. And mm -hmm. <laughs> I use Podbean to host. And just, I mean, just like you said, Josh, super easy to, to Google. And a lot of these, I mean, the editing stuff, some of them you can use for free. Some of them cost the, the, the hosting. I mean, I don't know about what yours is like, but Podbean, it's super easy. Like it's pretty much drag and drop and type in the, the episode info and stuff like that. So I, yeah, I just so always try to highlight... Yeah, I, I'm, and I know there's a bunch of other ones, Libsyn and, and Anchor, and like there's a whole bunch of other ones that are probably also super easy to use. So definitely don't let that hold you back. The other thing I'll quickly note is I had no hardware, and, and Chell, I'm interested to hear from your end what you did on the hardware side, but I recorded the first, I think, 12 or 13 episodes with the headset I got from my Samsung phone which is actually pretty good. Like the mic, the mic's not terrible, but like you don't need to go spend $400 on a mic uh, yeah. to get started. Uh, Chell, what were you using at the beginning? Oh my gosh. Well, <laughs> the, the first time we recorded- This I is a fun using, story. It's a great story. <laughs> <laughs> the first time we recorded, I was using my husband's video game like headset that has a mic. Yeah. So that was that was the first one, and we were just doing test episodes initially, and it, the sound quality was horrible. Mm -hmm. And then I moved into the spare bedroom that we have, and there was nothing but a desk in it, and mm -hmm. it sounded like I was <laughs> in a large cave. Yeah. So for probably the first six or seven episodes, I had like a foam mattress topper on top of me, while I was speaking into the microphone and the air conditioning was off. And I don't know if you've experienced Florida in the summertime, but it was very hot. So uh, mm -hmm. yeah, um, <laughs> I don't recommend that. <laughs> but you, you live and you learn, right? <laughs> you do. You live and you learn. But now since then, I, I actually did invest in like a quality mic and an audio box because that was an issue within itself. And uh, the mattress that used to be the tent that I would wear over me is now cut up and is on my wall. So it was uh, a, made a recording studio out of a foam mattress. Yeah, <laughs> It's very, very, very funny actually. And, and I, I just think it's so important to talk about some of these things because that stuff, Josh, like you said, might be holding people back, but uh, don't overthink it. Right. Don't, don't yeah. let that stuff hold you back. Yeah. And the other thing I'll say too, we mentioned that we use logic cause that's something we both have, but that's a, that's a paid for program. And, um, we've definitely, I've definitely used GarageBand before, which comes free on Macs and I've mm -hmm. used audacity on PC, which comes free. I know a few podcast people who use audacity exclusively. Um, and so like, I just want to go back and reiterate that even though we're using a more expensive program for some extra bells and whistles, it's not at all needed to, right. to get started if you're thinking about starting a podcast. Right. Did, did you have Chell sign a waiver that she wouldn't be moving anytime soon? Or, or I guess you're, <laughs> you're recording online separately anyways. So she, yeah. Yeah. She, we're recording online. Um, I which is actually literally three days after he asked me to do <laughs> yeah. a podcast with him. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, 
Oh. Anyway, I think we had our, our first uh, brainstorm session on the idea um, uh, like the day before she left. <laughs> right. And they're like, so, okay, we'll hit you up in cyberspace. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I'm interested to hear about a little bit of the, the evolution, let's call it, of the show. Um, it's, it sounds like from the get-go, you guys didn't really know what it would turn out to be like. How long did you kind of plan before the first episode went live? What did the first few look like? And how has it evolved since then? So we did the first episode um, six or seven times. <laughs> Easily. Uh, without uploading it. Um, just because, you know, uh, I actually have a background in some theater, so I, I, can, I can put on a performance mask, but I'm also just not used to just recording my voice and sitting here at my desk. So um, it was a different thing. Uh, and I, I didn't want us to just kind of take six or seven episodes to sound somewhat bearable you know? mm -hmm. <laughs> and i and right. so we just kept doing it and that that like having the same exact topic to go through mm -hmm. over and over and over again just let us play with how to present it um and get comfortable on the mic and what, what was uh, the first topic ready right. is a lie <laughs> That's ironic, isn't it? Yeah, it was very on purpose. Um, and I think we even mentioned in the in the broadcast version of that episode that, uh, you know, Chell's got a mattress over her head or something because right. we're still not quite ready. <laughs> right. Wow. Okay. So so you started just the two of you, you would kind of pick a topic and, and talk about it. Is that correct? Yeah. And we... We're actually just very recently, we're on episode 14 or 15 that was just released uh, last week. And we, we're still playing with the format. I, I think it took three or four episodes before we decided, uh, or maybe even longer, uh, before we decided we wanted to do like a recap at the end of every episode to kind of distill down the larger conversation into a couple of actionable bullet points. Mm -hmm. um, and then we decided we did want to interview people. So we, we, uh, we interviewed somebody uh, to see how that would go. And, you know, we're a weekly podcast. So we decided we're just going to interview one person a month. And um, along the way, we got more and more steps. And then the interview, we were like, how are we going to make our interview a little bit different? Um, so, but one thing we, we just started doing uh, in the last couple of episodes is, we had been pre-planning out exactly what we we're going to say, very lesson format. Mm -hmm. um, and then we kind of started experimenting with, let's just pick a topic and both come to the table ready to have a conversation. And that kind of, we think is flowing better. So we, we've kind of, even now 15 episodes in have, have switched a little more that way. Yeah, I think probably the most important thing I take away from that and can relate to is that don't set, like you don't have to set everything in stone because you have no idea, A, what you're going to like, B, you know, what's going to work the best, right? Uh, until you kind of figure it out. I actually have a blog post about the fact that it took me like seven months to really hammer down the messaging for my brand, right? I, I, knew, I knew kind of who I was targeting and what I was going to be talking about. 
but it still took months to kind of evolve into a clear message that I, that I wanted to send to users. And uh, that can be for anything, right? It could be for a podcast, could be for a service you're offering, could be for a product you're building, uh, et, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Chell, how was it for you recording those first few and, and, and evolving through those first few episodes as well as someone who, I'm, I'm presuming the two of you had no podcast experience before then? Yeah, no prior podcast experience. So the first episode, I'm pretty sure if you listen to like the first one we ever recorded, we sound super monotone and super bland. Mm -hmm. So we actually started doing a fun through prior to every episode. So we like get super hyped up and we use ridiculous voices. Mind you, none of that ever goes on air, but it hypes us up so that we can be as on point and as hyped up as possible for the episode. Right. So, Have you guys ever seen the like behind the scenes Tony Robbins stuff about what he does to get like jacked up before his performances? No. Because no. if, if you haven't, you should check it out. Like he, he like bounces on this little trampoline and then like, you know, like he's pumping his fist, does a spin move. It, it's funny. You should Google it or, or YouTube it. But, <laughs> but that's so important, right? And uh, I can relate as a fellow monotone introvert um i don't know if either of you are introverted but as someone who can oh, yeah. sound introvert uh, <laughs> monotone with a very deep voice uh, i've been guilty of that many times so uh yeah so what would you say your your what would you say your biggest takeaway has been so far from from the show and then the other thing i'd like to know from the two of you is now that you've each been running your own solopreneur businesses for multiple years what's the biggest takeaway you've had from that as well and and you know you guys can go in whatever order you please but biggest takeaway from the podcast and from running your own business so i would say from the podcast that there's ebb and flow and you kind of just have to go with it um i would also say the same thing for my business right so having had to move it three times that it's going to change every time every city is going to present its new challenges. Um, but the way you respond to those challenges can either build you up or tear you down, right? So there have definitely been times where I'm like, nope, we're only going to be here for 12 months. I don't want to restart my business. So I'll just get a job in a hospital. But that's not where my heart is. So I think sticking to sticking to what you truly believe in and whatever that looks like for you, right? So for me, it's helping people get awesome food on their table. And that's shifted several times um, from the sense of me cooking for people to teaching them to now teaching a specific niche of people. So I think that may have answered the question. Yeah, no, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and for me, I think the, I mean, the podcast is still so new. We launched in September and now it's uh, November as we're recording this. Um, and I think it's, it's just, to me, it's, it's, it's fascinating to learn something where you're completely out of your element uh, and, and to just dive in. And it's, it's way less scary to have a partner. <laughs> so um, it's, been, it's been interesting, especially uh, juxtaposition to my solopreneur journey, having a partnership in the podcast uh, space. And, um, you know, seeing how the accountability of having her, um, 
to not to not want to let her down and and not just myself is like elevated so i i feel uh, more productive in a, in a lot of ways because of that person around to to help you on the journey um in my solo space uh i think one of my big things has been uh figuring out how to um how to not be alone all day mm-hmm. um because I started my business in my spare bedroom and would literally stay in that room all day. My wife leaves to work, comes back. And that was my whole interaction with people all day as I was building up clientele. But um, now I share an office with a, another solopreneur business. So it's kind of like a co-working space and that's great just for some human interaction. Hey, how you doing? We're both hard at work. We can, uh, it makes you less likely to slack off to go have a place where uh, your business happens, at least for me. Um, working at home was more difficult. There are a lot more distractions and there's a lot more um, like training in my brain for what I do at home and it wasn't work. So um, having a place to go and people to be around that uh, that are doing work, that, that was... Uh, not something I expected to make key in my business, but it's really helped me along. For sure. Yeah, I can definitely, definitely relate to that part. I, I want to go back to the part where you, you, the two of you were saying that, especially through like the mastermind or, or I think it was the networking events, how you found yourselves being asked for a lot of advice from uh, whether it be solopreneurs or, or, you know, people who wanted to break into it. Do the two of you remember, maybe if you can remember, like one or two things that you very often were caught yourself saying over and over again to, to solopreneurs or, or entrepreneurs? And maybe another way to ask that is, were there common problems or mistakes that these people were making that you can kind of save others from making? I think the most common one I, I remember from that time, especially, but in general still today is um, people are so confused by the legal aspect of it. Like how, mm-hmm. how do I get a business license? What does it mean for taxes? The utter confusion when we would say, you should probably have a separate bank account for your business. And they're like, why, what, what, how do I, mm-hmm. <laughs> they were just so overwhelmed and confused. Um, and that happened with like, I'm just going through a list in my head, at least like five people in, in the course of a few months this spring that I was like, there's a lot of people to help here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And granted on the podcast, we can't necessarily do that granular level uh, because that varies from state to state and country to country. Um, but, uh, but still that the, the, the technical of like, how, how do I not, get in trouble with the government <laughs> was, mm-hmm. a, was a major concern that I remember. Right. A that, pretty important I would one. Say, definitely. That I would say was pretty big. And a recurring theme was put your face mask on before you help others in the sense of get your business to a place where you feel comfortable before you're trying to start a nonprofit or offer complimentary things to a specific group of clientele. So focusing Mm -hmm. on the actual making money part of things before trying to stretch yourself too thin. Right. That's yeah. That's another great piece of advice. 
Now, I, I kind of a, a couple last questions here. I know the two of you are podcasters. You know, I'm, I'm sure you like podcasts or you have your own favorite podcasts or other books and resources. Can the two of you share what you recommend in terms of if people were to be so crazy to listen to podcasts other than ours, uh, other <laughs> ones that they might want to listen to or, or maybe books you've read recently that you can recommend or, or other blogs or anything like that? Yeah, I'm going to go through my phone right now. <laughs> I'm doing that too. <laughs> she, she, I will say while I'm looking though, um, there there was a book that we actually just did an episode about that Chell had sent to me to read. Um, and it was called Start With Why. And I I wish I had read that book earlier on in my... Is that uh, Simon Sinek? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Simon yeah. Sinek. I haven't read it yet, but I keep seeing him pop up on YouTube and I love his videos. So I feel like I would yeah. connect with that. I'm going to have to add that to the list. Yep. Start with why it's one of those that I was like, I mean, granted, I, I got a lot of out of it now. Um, and, and can implement those things in my business, but man, I wish I had that at the start cause I could have done, I could have wasted less time in, in how we organize some things. What, what's the key takeaway from that book? The, the overall picture of it is um, that if, if you don't know why you're doing something, then your customer doesn't know why they're, they're doing business with you. And then it's just transactional, which happens every day. It, a lot of businesses don't really advertise their why, but like the great example was um, throughout the book, there were a few of them, but one of them was like Apple. Apple is a bunch of misfits who uh, want to create and and stuff like that, and they don't believe in the status quo, and and they advertise that. And even if it's like it's not blatantly said, everything they do in advertisement wise says that they don't believe in the status quo. That they're here to do something different. For a while, their ads were think different, you know, mm-hmm. and um, and so yeah. I, I'm definitely a Mac and I use it all the time, but I also see how it's overpriced for what it is, mm-hmm. but also like I connect with that. I connect with that why of the company. And so that makes me even more like want to be a part of it. Another company that did an example of was like Southwest airlines where they're so into the customer um, and believe that, you know, air travel shouldn't be as cut and dry and crappy as it was, you know? Mm-hmm. And so just, you know, it's, it's one thing to say for me, like I can fix your computer um, for a price and come back tomorrow. But it's another thing to be like, I don't think you should be afraid of technology. I'm here to help you, you know? And then for the people who are afraid of their technology, they might go, well, this guy gets me, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And so um, it's about attracting the right customer and, and niching down in, in a way. Got it. I'm going to have to read that. Noted. Yeah. Uh, Chell, what about you? Any notable podcast books of late? I did just read a really good book. Um, and it was, uh, I don't recall the name of it, but essentially I can get that back to you. But essentially <laughs> it was a <laughs> hundred different ways to use your time wisely and different ways and different shortcuts mm. on how to use your time wisely. So everything from business or getting up early to uh, rounding out your day and planning different things within your day um, to, to best utilize your time. 
I will get that title to you and maybe we can put it in the show notes. Yeah, we'll, we'll include that in the show notes. It sounds super important, especially for solopreneurs. Uh, cool. Well, to, to both of you, Josh, Chell, really appreciate you coming on the show. It was very interesting to talk about the, the podcast aspects, the business aspects. Where can people find the podcast? And, and obviously, if you'd like each of you to mention where people can find you individually or, or your respective businesses. Sure. So the uh, Unstuck, in, Unstuck Institute podcast, uh, you can just search for Unstuck Institute wherever fine podcasts are sold. Um, and our website is www.unstuck.institute. And we're pretty active on Instagram too, at unstuck.institute. Cool. And we'll have links to all of those in the, in the description of the podcast where, they are, where the fine ones are sold, of course. Uh, can, can we, do you, do you guys want to mention where we can find your uh, respective businesses? Josh, I guess you're fairly geographically dependent, but feel free to mention it. And, and Chell, where can people find your uh, cooking stuff? Yeah, sure. So I, I do uh, IT consulting and computer repair in Albuquerque, New Mexico. So if you're local, you can come on in. Uh, if you're not local and you just need some consulting, you can feel free to give me a call. My uh, website is jbit.tech. And I'm international for most mm -hmm. Most of it. Um, my business is Wellness Cucina, and the website is wellnesscucinallc.com. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's chef underscore RDN. Awesome. And again, we'll include links to all of that stuff in the description. Josh, Chell, thank you again for coming on the show. Really appreciate your time. Thanks, Josh. Thanks so much. Hey everyone, Josh here, checking in just one last time. Wanted to say thanks so much for listening to the podcast episode. I hope you got a ton of value out of it. And if you want to keep getting more of the Solopreneur Grind content, make sure to join the email list. What I do is send three emails a week with additional content, such as what's going on in the background of my Solopreneur journey, insights I'm having on business, and updates when new podcast episodes like these come out as well. It's free. It always will be. The link to join is in the description of whatever podcast platform you're listening this to on. Really hope to have you on the list and continuing to share these awesome solopreneur journeys and insights with you as well. Have a great day and hope to see you soon.